0: ladies and gentlemen dreamers and doers seekers of purpose and fulfillment welcome to passion on purpose the podcast that sets your soul on fire and ignites the spark within you i'm your host Steph hilfer and i'm beyond thrilled you're here passion on purpose features leaders experts and sometimes me on center stage we put the spotlight on visionaries entrepreneurs leaders experts and everyday heroes to share their journey of self-discovery, enthusiasm and unwavering determination. We'll explore how they use their passion and purpose to fuel their brand. Alongside our leaders, we'll provide practical tips, actionable advice and wisdom from our experts across various fields. So if you're ready to unleash your inner fire, shake off the doubts and insecurities, and pursue a life of purpose with unbridled enthusiasm, then let's dive in. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Passion on Purpose podcast. Today I have a leader on center stage that I'm so excited to share with you. We have Agostino Pintas. We practice that. He is the owner, founder, all things that you will find and need to know about for bulletproof cash flow. Also the host of the bullet proof cash flow podcast I'm so excited to dive into what I expect to be some of the most authentic honest and real conversation I've had with a leader at least this season because I've already been schooled by Augustino so let's dive <laughs> into it and um, we're gonna start as we always do and I'm gonna ask what is your why?
1: what is my why? you know my why is my family that's really what it is I know it sounds very cliche. And it's one of those things that uh, really keeps me going. And, and when I at the beginning of every day, I think about what I'm what I'm doing for my family and where where I'm going to take them, as I go down this journey called life, right? And uh, a lot of it has to do with trying to build some generational wealth, and making sure that if something does happen to me, which I don't expect anything to, I'm in good health, but if something ever does, that they're going to be taken care of, you know. And that's really what it is. My my whole thing was to build something so big that my kids 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 will still remember my name right so it's uh it takes a lot of energy it takes a lot of effort to build something like that but that's really what it is
0: yeah where does that desire beyond just the heart strings that are pulled as a father and as a husband where do you feel like in maybe some of your past that desire to create this Momentum for your for your family line come from? Did what was your upbringing like?
1: Well, in, here's the thing, Steph. I mean, I grew up to poor immigrants from Italy. Right? They they landed in Canada. They my parents met there, and they had the three of us. I'm the oldest of the three of us, the kids. And you know, we didn't have much growing up but i had i was always instilled with this thing of go to school go go, go to school for as long as you can and you're going to get rich if you go to school mm. which is not which is not true by the way right. um so i went to school double double master's degrees engineering did all this really cool stuff and, and and it sucked i was on the 40 40 40 plan you know the 40 40 40 plan right you got to know what that is 40 40 40 plan it's when you work for 40 years, right, ah. 40 hours a week, and the government steals 60% of your money, and you're left with 40, 40% of it, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. the 40-40-40 plan. And you know what? It's it's not sustainable. It just isn't. It, 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 it really irritated me and really, you know, as, a, as an entrepreneur from the time I was a kid to now... Being stuck in corporate because my parents told me, they sold me this whole idea go to school, go to school, go to school, and you're going to become, you know, become an engineer, become a doctor, become a lawyer. Same story that is pushed on many people out there, right? And it it just doesn't work. That program, maybe it used to work back in the 50s and 60s, but it doesn't work today. There's no way. It just doesn't work, right? So I ended up having to, after getting fired from my, uh, I don't know, Tenth job or something. I just have no idea. <laughs> uh, I was like, "I love you know, that
0: you're not embarrassed to uh, say that."
1: I, 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 I no, and, and, you know, you shouldn't be. If you don't get fired at least once, you're doing yourself a huge disservice, right? In yeah. my opinion, because you're not willing to push the limits and push the boundaries of some crappy company, right? And I'm not, that, but and that's. I'm going to, I'm going to, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say this for a second too. It's often funny that when you go on a job interview and you have to watch what you say to insult some crappy company, even though they were a crappy company and they let you go, but yet you can't say anything bad about them. It's stupid. If you ask me, but reg- regardless, <laughs> let's put that, I have, to, I just had <laughs> to say that. It's, it's so annoying to me. Right. Um, but, but here's the thing. It's, I, I decided that, um, this burning desire of being an entrepreneur had to be fulfilled. It had to be fulfilled. I, I was ignoring it for the longest time, living a life that I did not want to live. And while I was very successful doing the IT thing, I used to run large enterprise technology groups, and we built some really great software, worked some, for some great teams. I even worked for a couple of great companies in there too. It did not fulfill what I wanted to do as as an entrepreneur with my life living life on my own terms right not everyone's cut out to be an entrepreneur and that's okay you don't have to be it's not the only way to have a fulfilled life but for a guy like me that's what that's what it needed to be and what it involves is is basically recentering your entire life around what you said earlier about your why i it's kind of like most people just go through life living day by day by day you know living like living for friday and dreading mondays Mm-hmm. Is, that's that's not really a life now is it i mean that can't right. possibly be it right i mean that sucks that's terrible who wants to live a life like that you know and and i found that at least for me anyway real estate was the answer to fixing that solution so it took some doing because i was doing real estate but i wasn't doing it the way i'm doing it now now we're doing big commercial deals we're doing development we're doing net lease. we're doing the very very big deals back then I was just doing like single family, small, multifamily, you know, buying them and just, you know, just doing that to build some extra cash flow, which is a great place to start, by the way. But to build something really, really big, you have to have a why you have to have a passion because if you don't believe me, it gets freaking hard. It gets tough. You need that burning desire to keep it going. Because there's days you just want to say, well, oh, I'm not going to say it right now. I'm on. Um, I'm I know I want to be kind it. to your audience right now. <laughs> My
0: audience can handle it, Augustino. Say it.
1: I'm not going to say it. I'm not going <laughs> to say it. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. If, if anybody knows That's me, they okay. know don't know what I'm gonna say, right? But right. the thing is, though, I can is read that,
0: between the lines.
1: Yeah, I read between the lines because th- <laughs> th- it's, it gets there's some days where it gets really really tough, and you have to be able to make it through, and you have to keep the why in check. You yeah. know, uh, I mean, I I do I do vision boards. I write out my goals on a daily basis. It's it's what keeps me going, even when. Things are not going so well. And if there's any entrepreneurs, there's any gurus out there that say, oh, yeah, everything is great and you're going to become a millionaire overnight if you do. If you buy my training program, that's a lot of crap. Plenty of those guys out there too, right? Ridiculous. For sure. Ridiculous. Takes For a lot sure. of work.
0: I want to tap into something because I feel like it will resonate really well with the audience. I think we all can relate to what you share about this promise that if we do go to school and, and live the 40-40-40, right? Right that no one tells you that's really what's happening. This dream, you just go to school and it's all going to work out. You had said, even before that came to life, you had this entrepreneurial itch as a child. So tell me, what was that like?
1: So I had a passion for computers. uh, Let's see, grade five. So what is that? Like 10, 11, something like that right uh, yeah so so when i was in grade five they rolled in this computer into our school like back then a long time ago yeah. before we carried <laughs> phones in our pockets right uh the the school had one computer on an av cart this is and this is in canada so you know that's that's where i grew up and as soon as i laid eyes on this 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 beige box I'm like I need to know all I can about that thing and, I, and my computer my, my whole life revolved around computers and technology and I wanted to be an entrepreneur to learn all I can about applying this, this strange new box that no one had ever seen before and you know so so everything centered around that so I started learning all I could about computers back then there there was no YouTube there was no internet there was nothing like that I had yeah. to learn it all on my own and I had it in my head that I was gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna build a software company. I'm gonna do technology, and that's what I'm gonna do. And even I think I started my first little company when I was uh, maybe 12 or 13. Triple Arrow Softworks. Uh, my first game was Pirates Cove. I remember that. I wrote the game, a storyboarded the whole thing. Nobody taught me. I just went ahead and did it. I don't know any better, you know. And I coded the whole thing, right? Oh my uh, god! As, as best as I could, as a kid that had uh, no training whatsoever, you know. So it was a very different time. But I had it ever since then. I wanted to do my own thing. When I did my MBA, I remember sitting there telling people I want to be, a, I want to do this whole computer thing, you know, and be and being a, a technical entrepreneur of some sort or, or run my own software company. I remember that. So. Um, yeah, it's like this is something that's been it's been there the entire time. And if someone is out there and they're listening to this and they want to be an entrepreneur, you get one shot at this guys. I don't I, I'm I'm not gonna talk about I'm not gonna turn this into a religious thing. We don't know what comes after we get put into the ground. Mm-hmm. But if this is it, do you really want to be doing what you're doing right now? Like honestly, do you really see that in your heart? Or do you right. really want to do something that's meant that's it's actually worth doing? You know yeah that's what it really comes down to you know and I, I decided I can't I cannot go do the corporate thing anymore. I just can't and I won't do it and I mm-hmm. quit doing it I quit doing it
0: there was so what i'm I'm picturing this like young Augustino right you have this this dream this thing that not only is a dream you put forth into reality right through yeah. this game but then there's this time where the dare I say I blame a lot of things on society it's such an easy scapegoat but dare I say it's society, parents, right? The structured system kind of pulls you out of this thing that you were A, passionate about, B, successful in, but then still, even then, I think what I want to have listeners here is like, even then, it's so easy for us to push that aside, push our passions aside for these perceived dreams or perceived what we're supposed to do. Then- This young Agostino goes to college, follows the rules that if I go to school, all will be okay. When was the tipping point for you? Well, you had kind of said you had gone through some jobs, but what beyond the actual experience, like what emotionally and in your heartstrings really did you feel where you were like, F this, I got to, I got to get out and do my thing. I got to get back to that young Agostino.
1: So. One of the biggest things that really happened, um, so so first, to, to acknowledge something, you're absolutely right, all right? Uh, this whole 40-hour work week, they're working eight hours a day, resting eight hours a day, and eight hours is the family. is all invented by Henry Ford. I think most people don't know that. You have to really dismantle that whole thing. It was all created for an industrial age that has long since passed, but yet we still follow that same thing, and that same plan has been rolled out around the world. It's it's it really is a structure that's been created, and now everybody follows. And now everything else, as far as everything from vacation time to how payroll is, is handled, it's all centered around an age that is really past, at least for America anyway. The industrial age is still rising in other parts of the world, but here it's an antiquated way to live. It's not necessary anymore, right? So you really have to dismantle those sorts of things, that sort of thinking. Okay. Um, but really what, what came to be was when I was working at this one company, um, I had I had good technical knowledge. I worked for a lot of shitty companies. There we go. See, I'm already dropping it's it. It's all right. <laughs> oh, I, I worked for a lot of them, right? And then I had a shot to go work for a real good company. I did. I I rocked that place. I, they, they were about to go public. Um, they, with the current technology they had in place, they just couldn't do it. I, I basically restructured the whole technology team, rebuilt all, all the software. They were able to go public and scale and grow like crazy. Until there's always an until management decides they're going to make a change and they riff me out the door. That's it. They hand me the GTFO box. You know what the GTFO box is, right?
0: I can read between those lines.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. GTFO, <laughs> baby. If you all don't know what that is, Google it. All right? you'll see what it is you'll right? know. <laughs> then you'll know the, the box They get you the box hr comes knocking on the door and i'm like you know it's like it's, it's at that point it's like here i am i gave my you know, i gave up my all to this to this business and i was there early stayed late built this great team and then next thing you know they got what they needed they're gonna you know how, how would i go i mean listen they paid me i get it I was i was what is it was, was I angry and pissed off of course who wouldn't be you know it's like i've been there for for a while and and uh they even stole my stock isn't that nice too right they had stock options that they stole back from me so i mean it, it's there's there's people like that there's companies like that you know but it's like you, you realize that no matter what happens you're you're all naked everyone's fragile the whole thing is fragile To think that job security is really a thing is ridiculous like even some of these other companies I mentioned earlier on here, it, there's you never know. It could be a random Friday, you get the knock on the door. Sorry, we have to make cutbacks. You're out the door. That's it. You know, banks will want you to have a job, but if you're an entrepreneur, they treat you like garbage. It's the weirdest thing. You know, mm-hmm. if anything, if you're an entrepreneur, most entrepreneurs out there are the hardest working people around because they have like they ever. In order for them to actually eat, they better bust yeah. their ass on the next deal. They have to close. They have to. Yeah. And that's that's it's like when you're at a job, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> just <Right>. show up. And <laughs> they'll <Yep>. pay you. <laughs> yep. Uh, so it, it, it's it's really wild to me. It's really strange. It really is. It really is strange to me. But, you know, it's just how it is, I suppose, right?
0: Yeah. So then you're gone through these ebbs and flows of like this pull that I truly see in you, which is this maybe what has created, dare I say, this kind of rougher exterior and this rougher vernacular, because I love what you represent today through Bulletproof cash flow, which is really serving people to live out their why. Um, but through real estate. And so I want to dive into kind of a a quick summary of where that started and originated and then tell me a little bit more about what that looks like for people who are in your world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, uh, when I was working at that company, I just mentioned before um, the, I, I built a friendship with the vice president of operations and I was, at the time, I was still a VP of technology before I, I went to the sea level. And he was a VP of operations before he went to the sea level. So we, we, we built a good friendship. And he says to me, which is hilarious, he goes, you know what? You should buy some single family homes. And I'm like, OK, sounds like a plan. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Honestly, that, that was my decision structure. Like it wasn't. Uh, people like to say, "Did you read Robert Kiyosaki?" You know that uh, you know, "Rich Dad Poor Dad," which is the book that most real estate guys will refer to when they got started down this journey. I could I can also say, no, I did not read the Little Purple Book. I did not do it <laughs> until much later. Right? Um, my decision process was, "Sounds like a good deal. I'm just going to go ahead and do that." That's what that was. It. It's and, just like when uh,
0: you were a young kid with that computer, you didn't read books.
1: No, nope, you just, I just went in and it.
0: did it. You were like, I'm drawn to that thing, I'm gonna figure yep. this out. There's and that's like it. a lot of that's you, you're just diving in.
1: And well, part of it is though, is that because I had to learn it, I think I, I was better off because of it. <laughs> I'll tell you why. There's certain things that I learned back then, buying a single family home that I still use today to do $130 million development. Same rules mm-hmm. apply. You know, I'm always looking for what's called urban infill. I'm looking for activity in the local market as their transactions, money, people, jobs, those. I mean, of course, to anybody listening, if they do real estate, that, that, makes, that makes sense, right? I didn't learn all that stuff. Like, I had to like figure it out, right? But it made sense to me at the time. And I started just buying single family homes. And that's what I started doing. I started buying single family homes, renting them out. Uh, I followed my basic rules of not doing interest only loans. I didn't even know what that was when I started down this path, which is like, like I said, oh, that was 15, 16 years ago, a long time ago. And I had to like figure it out. If it didn't sound right to me, I didn't do it, you know? Um, and that's that's really what what I started just doing just doing the whole real estate thing. But when I got riffed just before the economy crashed in 2008, I stopped. I got scared, right? I paused everything, and I ended up just going on another journey of going to job to job to job. I didn't have a why. Didn't have a focus. It was it was a complete disaster of a life. Ten years I spent just just doing something not living on purpose which by the way is whenever you see someone that doesn't that keeps making mistakes over and over and over again they're not living on purpose they're living by accident Mm -hmm. meaning they're just they're just doing what they're just taking the day on as it comes and that's how they live and it was a very miserable time uh i did not have fun doing that you know It, it was not good and but it wasn't until i had to get my life back on track and really focusing on the why and focusing on real estate. Because here's the thing. When I started getting my life back on track, I reflected back and I'm like, you know, when all this stuff was happening in my life, my real estate portfolio was always making money. This this little bunch of houses and duplexes. They're always producing cash. No matter what turmoil was going on, I was always making this money. It was always coming in. I'm just going to go do that instead. And that's what I did. I just decided to double down on on real estate, and I quit double down corporate. was working. Exactly, I quit corporate, six figure job, C level for over twenty years. Uh, I, I, it, it was it was you know, C class or uh, C level, C level, C level roles very hard to build a career like that. And I basically gave it the big middle finger and said, "Screw it, I'm never doing that again." And I bet on myself and i burned I burn the boats and that's the biggest thing right there i didn't take it as a side hustle i didn't do any of that nonsense i just burned the boats and this is what i'm going to do and for any entrepreneur out there i'm sure they're probably the not in their heads it's like if you're going to make it if you know you have a backup plan you're not going to do you're not going to do whatever it takes when you know you don't have a backup this is it you 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 will find a way to make to make yeah. something happen right and real estate is not easy and it moves very very slow so it's you really 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 have to execute quickly that's Mm -hmm. what it really comes down to right so so yeah right now um we don't we don't do much i don't do much in the way of single families anymore we do have some that we bought and we've now started selling off some of them uh we primarily do b and c workforce type housing the housing that many people use like your your everyone from um you know, nurses mechanics you know your workforce the, the people that go to work every day to support america those are the people yeah. that we're, we're we, we provide housing for right uh throughout the cleveland area we do development we either do adaptive reuse or ground up right so uh john d rockefeller had an office building in downtown cleveland and we actually bought that building we're converting that to multifamily. so uh we own that one we have we own some other some other um uh, old office buildings we're converting to multi-family and we do ground up as well and we also do a single tenant net lease so think of like dollar general dollar tree walgreens like companies that are established and produce revenue every single month right so we're able to deliver that revenue to our investors on a monthly basis for a nice steady monthly return right so between these three different assets we're able to provide our investors very um, Three different ways to earn money for themselves and for their families, right? Uh, With different, three different return profiles. So investors can they invest in all three of these things. Some invest in just in that lease. Some invest in two of them, or all three, right? There's no limit, obviously. So yeah, it's um, it's it took a it's a very different change, certainly from doing tech. But the only thing I regret is not doing it sooner. You know, yeah. That's the only thing I regret, not doing it sooner. I should have done it when, when I was a kid instead of dealing with all this corporate bullshit.
0: <laughs> yeah. The burn the boats really, it was such a beautiful reminder. I have a very, very close friend that I hold dearly and I look up to greatly in the world of business and as just a human level. And she her advice to me when I started Vim was to burn the boats. And I had no idea what that saying even was, right? I literally had to Google it. Um, and I didn't listen for a couple of years. I, I did the whole one toe in here and one-toe in there moonlit from the middle of the night till the wee hours of the morning, you know, making it work. But it was when I burnt the boats that really things did, you know, thrive. And so I think it's a great reminder, A to for myself, should I take to steal a moment of the show for me. Um, and also just to hear you say it as well, right? It really validates yep. that that idea.
1: Yeah, so how well, I'll do tell people... you but you know oh, what? You know ahead. what, Steph? I'll t- i tell you this, Steph. I'll tell you this. This is funny. I did a video, uh, I don't know, six eight months ago about burning the boats. Like, technically, the the whole story about burning the boats is actually pretty bad, right? It's like yeah. it's not. It's, it's like the background of the story is not a good story, but the the messaging is valid. I mean, so if someone is interested in learning more about that, you should definitely look into the story. Um. But it doesn't mean we're we're, we're talking about going around killing people, right? <laughs> referring to the story, uh, but it's about making a full commitment to what needs to happen. And, and many, many, many entrepreneurs they, that's, that's exactly where they go south. Right? They're uh, they have a hard time scaling their business, and it's because they're doing eighteen other things that don't support the one business actually making money. You yeah. know, it's, it's, it's crazy, but a lot of people do it. I used to do it too. You know, it's like, I was doing a bunch of stupid things and, and instead of just focusing just on one building the team around it, letting them handle it so I can do number two, do the same thing, and then just do number three and do that same thing. Right. You have to build systems and processes and people around those different businesses and make sure that's running properly before you set it aside and then go do something else. That's yeah. the biggest thing to learn about how to properly scale your business.
0: And this is a really scary world for people to jump into, right? Because there is a lot of risk and there's a lot of unknowns and there's probably maybe not as much risk when we have somebody like yourself who's helping, you know, guide and mitigate what you should and shouldn't do for that risk. But how would you, how do you help people recognize, A, that working with you through Bulletproof cash flow would be beneficial? Like, what do they need to self-recognize to even recognize that you're a good fit for them what are some of the key attributes for your ideal client
1: yeah you know that's a good question it depends on what they're looking to do right so we, we do coach we do help people get into the real estate game and like like i said earlier in, in the green room where we're you know we're cursing and swearing and cussing or whatever and, and it's funny um but it, it's it's a very a very raw and real approach to doing this business some people are most people are okay with it most my community they're they're super happy and pleased because I'm I deliver a no bullshit response mm-hmm. to things that and I and I'm completely honest everything I do comes from a place of love I'll give you an example we what we'll do is we will go through their social media right their like their facebook profile and we tear their Facebook profile apart, all right? Your your headshot is terrible, you need to redo it. And that's exactly how I say it. This back thing needs to be, re- your, 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 um, cover uh, photo. your cover photo has to be replaced, you re- remove the picture of the beer bong, uh, all, whatever, all this stuff, right? It's, I'm not because, not because I'm being a meanie, it's because right. I'm a critical guy, okay? And if I'm gonna choose how to do business with somebody, I would look for stuff like that. And there's other people out there just like me. Mm-hmm. If they're not as bad as I am, I'd be very surprised. But you cannot give anybody a reason to say no to you because in this business, whether you're doing small multifamily or big multifamily, those are the two or two courses. the advantage and the and the accelerator, they're both if you're going to work with somebody, they're going to do the same sort of thing. And the students and, and the, the mentees that we have are tremendous, tremendous people that wanted to see a change happen in their life um they're not arrogant they don't think they have all the answers that's a big part of it you know and i'm not saying i have all the answers either i can't show you how to be a billionaire because i'm not there yet but if you want to be a millionaire i can certainly show you how to do that because i've already done that right and and it's really what it comes down to is leveraging the experience actual experience not from a secondhand guy that might have done it i've actually done it and we show people how to get into the game You know, and I think at this point where we are right now, especially not only in the economic cycle, but also where our currency is going, I don't know how much you you know about the currency, Stephanie, but our currency is, you know, it's it's not a downward trend in terms of the overall value of the dollar. Real estate is the only thing that rises in value faster than, than the value of the dollar. Well, if the dollar is never gonna rise in value again, honestly, it can't, it's not possible, right? So. You have to be in real estate. It's almost like you need to be in real estate. You have to be able to put your put this this paper dollars. These are dollars that people out there right now are killing themselves for. Mm-hmm. That is literally printed off of a printing press. They print it off a printing press, and then they hand it to you after you have busted your ass for the last 40 hours. <laughs> does this sound weird does this sound weird to you I mean right. you know, why would you do that I mean if you are going to do that then great take those pieces of paper and put it to a hard asset that's real that's why it's called real estate and you get to enjoy all the tax advantages you get and the people that end up living there end up paying you those little pieces of paper you just send some to the bank keep the rest for yourself It's a remarkable way to build wealth for yourself wealth for your family that piece of real estate Rockefeller's been there for over 130 years. It's not going anywhere tomorrow, right? I mean, right. I know it's going to be there for hundred more. That that building will outlive me. I'm sorry to say, but it will, right? <laughs> you know, so it, it makes sense to do that. You know, that's mm-hmm. why I tell people again into real estate. And I, it's not because I'm trying to sell a course. I don't care if you buy the course or not. Honestly, it doesn't matter. Like in our mastermind, you, you have the online component. And you're we spend 50 weeks going through our, our our mastermind. You could do it or not do it. It doesn't matter. But you need to get into real estate. You have to. it's it's yeah. a must. yeah, yeah you have to do it. you have to.
0: So tell me who this is for, right? You mentioned you're in Cleveland, like you're you're working probably primarily in that Cleveland and surrounding area. But who is bulletproof cash flow for the course, right? Who's that's listening should jump on the site and what should we have them do? Is it is there a free consult they can have with you? Do we just dive right into the course? What's a good way to get started with bulletproof cash flow?
1: No, that's that's a good question. So, I, I would recommend going to YouTube first. You know, go to YouTube. We we have I don't know 700 videos on the on the channel. Plus, I have no idea. I, we, we put out content all the time right i've interviewed well over 400 people um and all all the folks that i interview are badasses all of them every single one we don't just let anybody come on the show other guys do we don't right you have to be you have to have a proven track record to come on our show and check that out first if you like what you hear and you like what you see then I would recommend re- going to either multifamilyaccelerator.com if you're looking to do big deals, raising capital, syndication, raising money from friends and family to go do your first multifamily or, or whatever, or even to get coached on bigger multifamily deals. Or if you want to do smaller multifamily or uh fourplexes, triplexes, things like that, we have the multifamilyadvantage.com. That's another program, right? So you can, if you wanted to just get started, with a multifamily game. That's another way to do it. And you could, there's a video that tells you a little bit about how it works, what it does. You set a time with with one of our guys, and uh, you know, if, if everything goes well, I jump on. We talk a little bit because I, I really, I'm still, I still personally interview every single person that comes into our community. Right? This is this is my family, and if I feel that they're not qualified, they're not allowed in. Yeah. It's, so money. we're yeah,'re we're, I vetted out I, I, because I don't want any negative Nancys. I want people that are really hungry and want to make a difference in their life and the life other, of others. because at the end of the day, aside from having the online course and aside from having a, a 50 50 week mastermind for you know one, sometimes two hours we stay on talking about deals, how to analyze the deal, putting deals together, what to look for, what not to look for, we also have an online community. And you're able to communicate with your brothers and sisters in the community and you're there to support each other and help each other work through deals so it's a a whole scenario like that as opposed to just download downloading a course or watching a video online you'll never get to where you want to go watching youtube video or going to buy a book off of amazon it'll never work why our brains find a way of tricking us into thinking that we're progressing and are down our goals because you just bought a book from amazon doesn't do anything it's not true Mm -hmm. it takes action to get to where you want to go and that's what we help people fulfill that need
0: yeah i think one one thing i loved from the get-go of meeting you was um, the terminology of bulletproof and some of the things that you i know bleed into your brand which is this no bullshit like you got to be able to to take it you got to take the heat and I think a yeah. lot of people who get into this uh, need that, right? So you I think I, yeah. applaud, I applaud you for for doing that because a lot of people get nervous about that real and raw because it it does can be seen as a turnoff. But what that really is is, is a traction method or a detraction method, and it's very intentional. And so I just want to applaud that because it's 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 good and it, clearly it's working for you.
1: Yeah, oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen. If, if real estate were easy, everybody would be doing it. And right. a lot of people get flushed out. This is a tough, tough business. It's not easy. The gurus will tell you it's easy. The gurus will tell you to buy a duplex tomorrow and you're going to be living in Miami with a Ferrari uh, in, in six months. That's what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. Not true. It's totally not true. <laughs> now, yeah. can you get a deal in less than 90 days? Absolutely, you can. We have students who have already done it. They've, they've actually done it, you know? So we, we, it's, it's been done, right? So that you can do. Is he gonna be a millionaire tomorrow? No, he won't be. Will he get there? I think he will. You know, mm-hmm. uh, one of my students, he'll get there. He'll get there, yeah. you know? Yeah. And a, a, lot, a lot of the folks, um, are, they're young people. They're young people. Some, we have, we have one student that's 17. Ooh. We have, uh, we have, one, the, I think we go from 17 to, you know, 30 in the 30s, you know, and okay. we have a whole wide range of people, very diverse people that really want to see that change in their life, you know, and um, that's what makes me so happy. I really, really get excited when they get their first deal and that look on their face like, oh my God, I actually did it. Like, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's so cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. I love it, love it, love it. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I love what you're doing. Um, It sounds like there's a couple different places people can find you. Um, I know I have Bulletproof Cashflow. I've said it several times, but you also mentioned a few different links. Can they get to all those other resources from Bulletproof Cashflow or what's the best place to start?
1: Yeah, bulletproofcashflow.com is another another place. Just go to bulletproofcashflow.com. You can get, you'll go to everywhere from there. You know, check out the, like I said, the YouTube YouTube channel has a lot of great material. Check it out. If like, if, if you're if you're already in the real estate game you want to learn how to talk to brokers guide to brokers.com go there download a free ebook check it out it's totally free you know yeah. uh you want to raise money guide to capital.com go ahead nice. download that i mean I have, I have all kinds of stuff on there <laughs> so yeah, you should go ahead and check it out
0: yeah absolutely well we'll make sure that the show notes have that kind of anchor link so that we can start diving into your world I absolutely have enjoyed getting to know you. I'm glad I, like I said at the beginning, Augustino has already given me some really cool, like, like raw, real, like girl, you need to do that. You need to do this. And then, like, I hear them, I receive them and I believe them. So I can tell that you do a really great job of nurturing your people and giving them what they need, which is just some truths here and there.
1: Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah.
0: Well, I appreciate it so much. And uh, yeah. Until next time guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Passion on Purpose podcast. I truly hope you got a lot of value out of this episode. So if you did, please rate, review, and share. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, whether a leader or an expert, please go to getvim.com forward slash podcast, and you will find
1: our application page or reach out to me directly and I can give you more information.